So yes, this is one of those things I don't enjoy doing, and that's um, talking about selling something or promoting something. But here I am. Um, I do have a book that I have released in the last few weeks um, that is part Lenten devotional, uh, part meditation or memoir on the death of my father, and and a lot about how our images or ideas about God change over time, and especially after going through an, a difficult experience. Uh, if any of that sounds like something you might be interested in, check out Unless a Grain of Wheat Falls, A Dying Father, A Changing Son, and A Lenten Journey. Uh, you can find it on Amazon.com. Um, if you happen to be local to me, you can hit me up, and I probably have some paperback copies that I could hand to you as well. Touching our wounds on approaching our pain instead of avoiding it. It's a reading from a recent Medium post. The answer some give for doubt is simply to believe. The solution for many when they see someone in pain is to tell them, but it is okay now. Easter eggs, new life, growth, flowers, the images of spring coincide with those of Easter, of resurrection, of new life where death was assumed. And in a strange twist, that empty tomb, this emptiness, is a sign that life has returned. Yet there was still death. There was still pain and suffering. There remain injury and brokenness. But it is all okay now, someone well-meaning might say. And there is certainly a way in which they may be right. But there is also the risk that this runs roughshod over a real grief over what has been lost, whether that was a person, an idea, or a shift in reality that signals that life on the other side of that loss will not be the same. Yes, even if there is a way in which life is okay, that does not mean that the hurt is not still there. This Sunday is typically one where the readings in many churches focus on doubting Thomas. If you are not familiar, Thomas was one of Jesus' disciples. As the Gospel writer recounts the scene, Jesus was appearing here and there to the disciples and others after his death and resurrection. On one of these occasions, Jesus appeared to the disciples, except that Thomas was not there. The remaining disciples told Thomas about Jesus' resurrection and appearance to them. But Thomas said, I will not believe unless I see and place my fingers in the wounds in his hands and side. Thomas needed to see, to touch the wound in order to believe. And generally, this story is held up as one in which Thomas is derided as the doubter who could not take someone else's word for what had obviously happened. 
that all any of us have is what someone has told us. At one point, it was our parents who communicated truth to us. During another period, it is our teachers and fellow students. Later, it will be our friends and colleagues, physicians and counselors, children and caregivers. For myself, my nature has always been one to question, to feel that there is something just under the surface that someone is not exactly telling the whole truth. As a clinician, it has been my job to walk with people as they uncover difficult family secrets, injuries in their own life, truths about themselves that they may have never spoken to another. For some of us, there is a need to touch the places of pain and hurt to know that it is real. Now, there are many reasons for avoiding one's pain. There are reasons, too, for pushing away from the pain of others. This is often why people make comments such as, get over it, or it's been long enough, or it wasn't that bad, or to launch ahead into how life is okay now. This is difficult work, although often the only way out is through. You see, we are uncomfortable with our own suffering and the suffering of others. But if we do not approach this suffering, we have a difficult time being in authentic relationship with ourselves, with our own suffering, and with healing. Approaching the pain is where healing begins. Acknowledging the hurt means that what we lost did have value, that we have value. Even in the face of new life, our grief has a way of drawing us back, reminding us of the loss and the pain of that loss. So we would do well to remember that deep suffering is a companion to deep love. And for those who are walking the path of the Christian faith, there is a paradox of how the emptiness of a tomb is a sign that life can once again be full. This is the one who said that he must die so that all might live. The first will be last, and the last first. The path is not one where we can ignore the hurt that has been done to others or to ourselves. Instead, we approach the places of suffering. We need to see the wounds for ourselves. We need to see the wounds within ourselves to touch them. They are real. And then healing can begin.